rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, I'm live from New York. It's Tara Buster Saturday night. I hope that wasn't patented. My name is Tara Devlin, and we meet here every Saturday evening at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. I prefer you go to the YouTube channel. If I had my druthers, I'd say get your ass to YouTube. All right? Because that's where all the cool kids hang out, and we all know about Facebook. It's leaves much to be desired. But anyway, if you're on Facebook... Thank you for joining us. But if you want to hang out with a bunch of people and talk, go to YouTube. These are the chats that I'll be reading and responding to. And, yeah, I can't read every chat. I'm, I only got two eyes. I don't have eyes all over. I wish I had eyes everywhere. I have a lot more power in this world. Except all I got is this. I got this podcast. That's it. This is the liberal media. You're looking at it. I hear you. It's, it needs work, right? It does. And we're in it together. That's how we're going to win. We will win. But will we win in my lifetime? I hope we do. I hope I get to laugh. Not just laugh. I mean, I laugh, right? Of course I laugh. I'm human. I mean, Laugh at, you know, that laugh that you get after you've exerted yourself for such a long time and you can finally take a breath. That's what it feels like living in the United States of serfs and lords. That we're up against uh, the big moneyed interests. We're up against powerful propagandist outlets. And... Of course, we're, you know, they're all fighting to concentrate wealth and power into the hands of the wealthy and the powerful. That's, that's always been the tension in democracy. And we're losing right now. The people are losing. And now today, I was thinking, what am I going to talk about today? There's so much, so much is going on. Of course, Twitter is a monster. He's destroying the country, yes. But then I'm like, well, we're in this primary. You know what I mean? And I know that we've been doing a lot of shows that are talking about Bernie bros because, honestly, I'm pissed off about it. That's really it. And because they have the corporate media, they have these loud platforms that reach people that... They'll go into a restaurant or not even a restaurant, you know, like you'll go into a fast food joint, I guess, and they'll have these, the, they'll have MSNBC on and people who aren't even paying attention will hear that Bernie is a Russian, um, that, that Putin wants Bernie to win because he knows how Putin will, uh, Putin knows how Twitler will defeat him. Get the fuck out of here. This is what I'm saying, but that's what I mean. You know, somebody will walk in there and they are, they're not paying attention to politics. There's a lot of people that aren't paying attention to politics. It's, it's really annoying because, I mean, some of it is, oh, to be, is, is understandable, I guess. 
People are working their fingers to the bone out here in the United States of serfs and lords. A lot of people just think that, oh, I'm not paying attention to politics. They think it's not cool or I have no interest in politics. Give me a break. That's like not having interest in the air. You know what I mean? I guess you can breathe the air until it gets all filthy and disgusting and polluted. And then you don't know, you know, then you notice you're breathing the air. But that's how I look at politics. You don't pay attention. They take away your, they take it away. They take away your, your democracy. This is what's happening. And so all day we know, so today is, what is today's date? It's February 22nd. Today is the Nevada caucuses. And, of course, MSNBC is covering the Nevada caucuses. All right, all right. Yeah, before I begin, let me get into... I just have to give you the background on whatever, this show. I got to do that progressive voices, uh, the tags and all that. So, I just know that I jumped right in, but... We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Okay. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all those other places. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. If you don't want to give it a good review, don't give it a review. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? I don't go to your job and say... One star, even though you deserve it. I don't know. I, if maybe I don't like what you do, I don't know. You may not like this show. That's that's your prerogative, but leave me alone, right? We can. But if you want to give a five star review, that's the other. That's that's welcome. So for for the other liberals, don't give the goddamn show a one star because you're conservative. Go, go, go away. Well, actually, stay around. Maybe you'll learn something. But I, I suspect you have other plans. You know what I mean? Freaking conservative. What is a conservative, anyway, nowadays? Really? If you, would you conserve something? Do, do, do they ever conserve a goddamn thing? All I know is they're raping America the Beautiful. They have America the Beautiful running out of here. They'll have, her, they'll have her running out of here like Jodie Foster and the Accused. Running out, you know, how she ran out of the bar. Like, ah! That's what they're doing to America the Beautiful. So, yeah, they don't give a shit. If you love America, you don't frack the fruited plains. You don't use it like a toilet for your poisonous waste. But that's an aside. This is what we're up against. We're up against um, the the right wing, not only Democrats, I mean Republicans, but the Democrats. They're pissing me off all day. I'm watching Nevada, the Nevada caucuses. Of course, I don't watch. I'm not watching Fox News. I can't. I'm I'm only human. I I need um, my blood pressure to remain sem- semi low. You know, within human ranges. I I don't need to stroke out watching that show. But, you know, so instead I'm watching MSNBC and I cannot believe what they're they're doing. First of all, let's, what, what happened? Okay, yesterday on MSNBC and all the other corporate media, they reported that, that 
that Bernie was briefed and um, by our intelligence agencies, and they said that Putin is working for to uh, the, that he's doing it again. He's infiltrating our elections. Of course, he is, and he wants. He's trying to help Bernie. This is what they they said: help, quote unquote, Bernie and Trump. Of course, Bernie came out and said, um, if. I am your president. Putin will not have, he won't be able to run willy-nilly in, into our electoral system like Trump is letting him do. And Trump, but here's my, my take on it. And, and of course, the corporate media, all of the, the DLC, DNC, liberal, quote-unquote, media, quote-unquote, well, it's not, it is not quote-unquote, it's media, liberal, quote-unquote, media, mouthpieces, the corporate, the, the, the Republican Democrats, like Nicole Wallace and everybody, Claire goddamn McCaskill, please, we got on there and, of course, well, Chris Matthews, all of the, I'm sorry, I'm having flashbacks, they're all coming into my mind and I'm like, it's a, like a nightmare. It's like a montage nightmare going on of all the pundits on, on MSNBC, the Jason Johnsons, the, the Claire McCaskill. They're all, their heads are coming. They're like disembodied heads floating in my vision, like, like a montage. You know what I mean? Oof, this is why I, I, I go to a shrink. But they, um, anyway, they were all talking and uh about how okay what was i what the hell was i just saying yeah so i I brought them up so because they were they're they're saying that putin is that they're basically spreading putin's propaganda in my opinion i'm of course i'm not an intelligence age uh officer although i did go through security clearance when i was in the in the national guard so whatever you can be. I can be trusted with your security, with your secrets. With the uh, the uh, Uncle Sam said that I'm good to go as far as knowing these secrets. Anyway, but my opinion is: Do you think that Putin is playing the long game, or you think he's like Twitler, he, where he can't control himself? Of course, he's playing the long game against this country. And what's in his best interest? Not not only to sow discord, of course, that's what he's doing. But to, he knows that the corporate media, all of the media, that they hate Bernie, that they are, they, they're all going to come out and say that Bernie is, um, that, that Putin wants Bernie to win, when ultimately he doesn't want Bernie to go up against Trump. Because in this scenario, either way, Putin wins. So if they get rid of, if Bernie makes it, or if Bernie is the nominee, he will defeat Twitler. There are numerous polls that come out that say, and including this this poll that just came out that 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 had Bernie the only one defeating Twitler of all of the Democratic candidates. So. The my opinion. All right, I'm trying to. I should have written it down, but because it's 
not it's, well I didn't have time frankly there's so much shit going on but they if a corporate dem wins then it's it's in the it's in Twitler's bet I mean it's in Putin's best interest because Twitler will defeat one of these corporate dem you think that Amy Klobuchar is really going to defeat Twitler Joe Biden are you serious you need the base to get out and vote. Of course, everybody will. If Joe Biden is a nominee, everybody will be like, of course, we vote blue no matter how. We're all going to go out there. That's only a certain segment. But all of those people in the, the states that flipped from, from the Democrat that, who voted for Obama and then went to vote for Twitler, they're not going to go vote for Amy Klobuchar. Or even Joe Biden, they will stick with Twitler. Because you're, they, the, the rest of these corporate Dems, what are they offering people? More of the same. Nothing. They're offering nothing. And they, nothing is uh, motivating, nothing is more motivating than a bunch of candidates saying what we cannot achieve. Because that's their platform. Healthcare for some, education for some. We've, this is what got us to Twitler in the first place. The corporate Dems, that kind of politics, gave us Twitler to begin with. It seeded the ground for a fascist takeover. So if Bernie is hobbled by um, the Democratic establishment going after him, not, that is in the best interest of Putin. Because it destroys the Democratic Party. If the Democratic Party steals the election from Bernie and they publicly said that this is what they want to do, that was like the question at the debate. Will what do you uh, when Chuck Todd asked all the candidates, how will you will you um, when it gets to the convention will, will you know whatever they asked. Uh, do you think that the person with the most votes sh- should get the nomination or should the, um, you know, the soup? I don't remember how he put it, but it should basically every other candidate except Bernie. Bernie said, of course, the person with the most votes should get the nomination. But all the other candidates said, let it play out. Let the rules of the Democratic Party play out. The rules. Meaning that even if Bernie wins the first round in the, DL, in the DNC convention, in the Democratic convention, then the second round has the, all the party insiders that can usurp the will of the people. And... Putin, of course, he's coming out and saying, I'm, I want Bernie to win, or so he says, right? But, or to help Bernie. But what he's really doing is sowing dissension and discord in the Democratic Party, weakening Bernie and turning these, these superdelegates who, who will come out and say, oh, we're going to save the country against Putin. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just fighting for, um, the, to save our cushy jobs and our status in the Democratic, in this whole bullshit 
kiss up, kick down United States of Serfs and Lords Democratic Party that helped seed the ground for Twitler to begin with. But we're saving the country from uh, from this out this outside invader. But ultimately, what will happen is that the, if they weaken Bernie's candidacy and they turn on him, they will destroy the Democratic Party. Don't you think that's what Putin wants? And he also, if either way, he, Putin wins because if you get a corporate a corporatist in there, that. Um, you know, that to, to run against Twitler, he's not going to win. He or she will not win. There's no way. And either way, so, okay, if the corporatist does win, let's say by some miracle, Amy Klobuchar pulls a rabbit out of a hat or Pete Buttigieg, give me a break. You really think that all those people who voted for Twitler are going to turn around? And th- because all for the whole years, for the past few years, no matter what the reality is, MSNBC and Fox News and any media, any corporate media outlet who, who has a platform strong, uh, larger than this one, they're not sitting there saying, please become a patron. But they'll, uh, they've been saying how great this economy is, how wonderful it is. And they've been helping Twitler catapult this effing propaganda about this wonderful economy. And it's not wonderful. It's not a wonderful economy if you cannot retire. If 50% of the American people are living check to check, that's not a wonderful economy. It's not a wonderful economy if you're on GoFundMe begging for medical care, if you're delaying medical care because you can't afford co-pays and deductibles. Because the Democratic president and the Democratic Congress pushed the Republican health care plan on the country. But they didn't even do it in a smart way like FDR would have done it and include a public option. Because if it was a public option in Obamacare, these filthy fascist Republicans, they could never touch it. But you could thank Obama for leaving us with this mess. Whenever they shovel these Republican policies at us, that's what they do. Because everything that Republicans touch sucks. And here we are, constantly at each other's throats about this shit. They left us this mess. Obama did it. And he's off water skiing or something. While we're struggling, fighting for what's right. Because he knew what's right. He's not a moron. He knew what was right. Why didn't he follow FDR? Why don't these Why don't these Democrats follow the 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 strategy and the philosophy of the only Democratic president who won four landslide elections? And the only reason he didn't win a fifth was because he was dead. Why? Why is this country constantly going back and forth from? Democrat to Republican, Republican, you know what I mean? Because they're always promising change. Obama promised change. Change we can believe in. What the hell does that mean? That's like Pete Buttigieg turning the page to a new way in the shape of democracy. It doesn't mean anything. It means whatever you want it to mean. And, that's, and that is a very clever branding tri- trip that they're playing on us. 
But that's what they're doing again. Bernie is not this existential threat, except for the fact that he, he's not proposing anything that's, any, that's different than what FDR already proposed. We've had this, these policies before. There's nothing new. And honestly, I really wish Bernie would start framing it like, and we talk about it here, like the patriotic imperative that it is. Universal health care, it's not just necessary, and it's not just immoral to leave people behind without health care. It is a patriotic imperative to have Medicare for all. It just says it's a patriotic imperative to have no billionaires. When there's, when during the Democratic debate, the way that they cleverly frame the question, Mayor Bloomberg, should you exist? What kind of shit is that? Bernie thinks billionaires shouldn't exist. Mayor Bloomberg, should you exist? What does that mean? That uh, they're giving the impression that should you exist? Oh, yeah, we should. Somehow there's some violence implied in that question. Instead, and I really wish somebody who's, who knows Bernie or can get to him, or one of his campaign staff would say to him, to, I know he's not stupid, of course, but you have to frame it like a patriotic imperative. It's not, it's not that Bloomberg shouldn't exist, not him himself. He'll be fine if he had, um, you know, half the amount of money that he has, the whatever billions that he has, the, uh, less, one less zero on his bank account. He'll be fine. But the, you know what will be better will be the government that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. You want, we want no billionaires, if that's a proper way to say it. We want no billionaires. Yeah, I guess so, right? No, the whole no billionaire. You don't want power, an individual or a corporation, to grow so large that they challenge government itself. That's why we have laws against monopolies that are never enforced anymore. They used to enforce them. Teddy Roosevelt, the great trust buster, breaking up the big monopolies. That's why Amazon should be broken up. Amazon should be broken up into all the different factions of its business. Should it be a movie studio? Should it be a, a distributor? Should it be uh, like uh, you can make how many businesses out of that? But the fact that one man, one mother effing man has because he came up with a way to sell books that ballooned. OK, during the dot com boom, who cares? That man deserves to be the richest person on earth. And he, one person who wasn't elected, he gets to lord over us and say, uh, and, and, and seed the ground for this kind of income disparity that is worse than ancient Rome. So the, um, that's the way it needs to be framed against billionaires. We need, there's no reason for, be, for a billionaire. It's not just immoral. It's because it's a patriotic, it's to protect the country. It's patriotism. We want this government to survive. We want the government that, of, by, and for the people. 
to survive. And it cannot survive if there are factions, unelected factions of rich malefactors of wealth, of great wealth, conspire to corrupt government and take it over. That's what ha- the only thing that is large enough to stand in between these giant ballooned uh, the you know, malefactors of wealth and you as the little ant as the, that, that one we the people that one person is the government and say the government's the only thing that's large enough but that's why you don't want billionaires because the billionaire can gobble it up and that's, what ha- that's what's happening it's no accident that the American people haven't had a raise in 30, 40 years now. I've been saying 30 years for the past 10 years. Now it's freaking 40 years. It's t- it took the, the government. I mean, we used to be the most upwardly mobile. Now we're the least. If you were born poor in this country, you are more likely to stay poor than in any other time in, a, in, in recent modern history. That used to be the opposite. And that's a failure of government. It's not the failure of we the people. It's not the failure of the person. It is the system that's failed. It's not all, all of the sudden that the American people are just like a bunch of dum-dums that were so lazy hanging out in the social safety net hammock all of the sudden. No, as if, you know, the thing that's so ironic, too, is that these all these corporatists and, you know, of even the, uh, the DNC, the DLC DNCers, will still talk about, they all talk about the greatest generation. The, the Republicans talk about it, too. The greatest generation, all the, the generation that fought fascism. We fought fascism then, remember? And did, we didn't enable it at home. We didn't call it very fine people. We didn't um, kiss up to dictators around the world. But anyway, we fought fascism. We, and that greatest generation were the, the beneficiaries of the New Deal. They came home and they built the greatest middle class with the help of the government policies that uh, sent people to school that... Um, you know, Social Security, unemployment insurance, all these things that the, the greatest generation voted for in four landslide elections. The greatest generations were socialists. So give me this, don't give me a break here. I mean, well, give me a break. Don't give me a break or whatever. Give me a break or don't give me a break. Just give me something. Give me a, I don't know, give me a subscribe on the goddamn YouTube channel, please, and become a patron. All right, let let me see. I haven't checked in on the chat yet. Let me see what's going on over here, if everybody's behaving. I got to find you, folks. Where the hell are you? And while I'm trying to find you, like I said, guys, if you're listening on the podcast or whatever... If you're around on Saturday evenings, come and join us at the RDT Daily YouTube channels, channel, not channels, and 
blah, blah, blah. Give us a good review. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Where the heck are my peoples? Where's my peoples? Where are my peoples? Oh, my Lord, here you are. Wow, there's a lot of you. Jim, thank you for the super chat. Thank you, Mark, for super chat. A lot of super chats coming in. Stephen Lee, thank you. Vote blue no matter who. Yes, we will. But, you know, we're trying We're trying our best. Banter board, thank you. Donate to Bernie, too, he says. Yes. And we have... How many people in chat? We got a, a good crowd. In the ch- and Antonia, thank you. A new patron who is who sent me a link to Mike, Michael Moore's podcast. And I listened to that. And, and I was glad to hear it. Because Michael Moore has an amazing platform. And he's saying basically what I was thinking and glad to repeat here. Actually, I took some of uh, a clip from Michael Moore's podcast. Let me see if I can find it. Because he kind of, because we've been talking about the Bernie bros, right? Or so-called Bernie bros. And it's pissing me off. And Michael Moore, he made a great point. He said that, of course... And Bernie alluded to it to it in the debate. He said that many of these, you know, he was saying 99.9% of my supporters are amazing, decent people. And they are. We are. How many? He's got an amazing base that Pete Buttigieg could only fantasize about in a wine cave. A, a support of the people who support Bernie, they are passionate about him. It's not just him. It's because he promotes the policies, the FDR New Deal policies that got FDR elected in four landslide elections. There was a, there's a famous story about FDR's funeral where a reporter goes over to a man who's crying, bawling, crying on the side of the road as FDR's coffin goes by. And he says, so he says something about how, how do you feel or, you know, you didn't know the president. Why are you so upset? Uh, you're visibly, clearly shaken and grieving about him. The man said, I didn't know the president, but he knew me. That's how I feel about Bernie. He's for real. And that's why he will win if he is the Democratic nominee. He needs to be the Democratic nominee. But the Democratic establishment is they don't want somebody to come in and bust up the party. They don't like Bernie pulling the covers off the game and putting an end to the game. The game being the, the money in politics. You don't hear what, what candidates are talking about money in politics. I think somebody's one of the, um, oh, well, Pelosi recently, we were talking about that, how she was on Jimmy Kimmel saying that she's that uh, reducing the amount of money, of dark money in politics, reducing it, not, get, not getting rid of it, not eliminating it, but reducing it. Just like when you have a tumor, you're like, no, we're just going to reduce it. Just reduce it 10%. Don't excise it. Don't remove it completely, the tumor that's killing me, reduce it. But 
Anyway, here, uh, let's see. Where is it? Did I get it? Oh, yeah. Here's from Michael Moore's podcast. These uh, centrist Democrats, as soon as this news came out, they were just like, they were hyperventilating. They were so overjoyed to hear. Yes, see, I told you. The Russians want Bernie, see? The Russians want Bernie. They went nuts yesterday afternoon online. Many of them had to take it down later as the more and more of the news came out that it wasn't really that they... They certainly they don't want Bernie. They wanted to, quote, help him by having these fake accounts and doing all this bot work so that they could make it look like the Bernie campaign um, was trying to create uh, divisiveness and hatred amongst He's Democrats, about which the would throw the whole Democratic primary season into chaos and get them screaming at each other on the stage like they did a couple of nights ago. So Michael Moore is talking about the Democratic establishment going nuts and the, and every all of the media about the so-called behavior of these horrible Bernie bros. And he's making the point that if, they, if these Bernie bros were actually a thing and they weren't something coming from the Russian troll farms which many of us, we know that they are. All you got to do is look at their accounts. But all of the sudden, all these horrible... It's not saying that everyone is on their best behavior online. We know that. But it's not something that is just as um, Pete Buttigieg pretended or the faux outrage, how he foments the outrage. There's something about your supporters as if we're all a bunch of dogs. And I, no offense to dogs. I, I'm trying to find the right word. I love dogs. But just to denigrate the Bernie supporter so that when you have somebody on the fence, then they'll say, well, I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like a Bernie bro. You know what I mean? This is how they separate us. It's really true. So we all know Bernie supporters. I'm a Bernie supporter. Many Bernie, all of my friends, most of them, are Bernie supporters. I go to Bernie events. I go to Bernie, um, you know, speech when he was here in New York. I've been to many of the events and I've canvassed for Bernie. I've done the phone banking for Bernie. I've never met somebody who is the way that they describe on the corporate media, these horrible, horrible people. These are decent people across all walks of life who are concerned, who are struggling, many of them. They want a new New Deal. They're concerned about climate. They're concerned about the United States being the least upwardly mobile. They want a future for their parents, their grandparents, for their parents, for their kids. If Well, we want a future for everyone. You know what I mean? They want someone who recognizes the corruption and... The way that the Democratic, uh, the other Democratic candidates just jumped on and spread this propaganda about human beings, about us, about the base. What's so concerning is how do they think they're going to win, that we are going to win? The Democratic Party is going to win if you're kicking down on the base. It's like hippie punching a thousandfold. This is what they're doing then that's how we got in this boat to begin with. This is how Bill Clinton did it. They, you know, the whole hippie punching thing. That's what Bill Clinton did when they started to dismantle the New Deal. 
when they kicked unions in the groin and signed NAFTA and CAFTA. That's what gave us Twitler. All of these DLC, kiss-up, kick-down, Wall Street-friendly, corporate-friendly, sell, selling out the working class to the big-moneyed interests, all of the backroom deals made this this time in American history possible. And it came to us wrapped up in a bow of uh, political punditry like James Carville and all of the insiders who who are they are so out of touch it's laughable so anyway let, let's continue with michael moore you can just see them sitting around there the, the putin and the the gru that's the you know the old kgb uh chief you know putin's like my asset in the white house trump code name golden bear is very worried about this Bernard Sanders. Ooh. Is that his name? Bernard? Bern Bernie? Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Sanderstein, right? No, just Sanders. Oh, okay. Trump Trump is worried that that this Bernie might win. What can we do? What can we do? <laughs> the GRU guy is going, Oh, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> we create Bernie Bros. We, right. get, we create all these fake accounts. We invent all these American voters to say and do awful things against the other Democrats. Get people hating Bernie. Bernie lose, Trump win. Putin's like, oh, I like that idea. I wish I thought of it. And the GRU guy goes, oh, you did, boss. You did. It is your idea. And Putin goes, Yes, it is my idea. <laughs> That's my rendering of probably what happened there at the Kremlin that day. Uh, so now, so now, all the suspicion, all of you who have been thinking the same thing I've been thinking, and then me started to hear and see things out on the campaign trail from my own sources, um, that there was something very... F Sorry, I just had a text come in. That's what you heard there. ...she going on here. And how quickly the other, some of the other candidates wanted to run with it against Bernie, wanted to create and participate in the Russian lie. That's even more yep. sad, isn't it? That the other candidates could be so easily manipulated by a foreign power right. to, to go all in, to hop in, to join in on the Bernie bro conspiracy. Yeah, and... He's 100% correct. It's like taking the red pill. That's what I feel like. And I'm listening to MSNBC. But the, because the thing is, what I was, what I, the point I was trying to make um, was that we, where are these Bernie bros in real life? They're all over the Internet, apparently. They're so prolific. And I've been asking for weeks, show us the receipts. Show us these horrible tweets. Uh, the horrible behavior, but if they were so prolific and there's such a faction of Bernie bros, then where are they in real life? You never see them at any Bernie events. There's none of these, like, white men who are just like, F you, Amy Klobuchar, and, 
you know, suck my boom, Amy, and like, F you, Joe Biden. You never see that. All you see are decent human beings acting like normal human beings. So, but they're all over. They're such a prolific block. They're such a, a powerful faction in the so on the internet. But where are they? And the de- and the other Democratic candidates j- jumping on board because they're fighting for their own political life. Joe Biden, I'm sorry, he's part of the problem. He he was in government. He's been there. He's never been fighting for you and me. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, oh, he's the guy who did this. He's the guy. They do what's politically advantageous for themselves. Not what's right. Bernie was a for, Bernie was for gay rights before it was politically advantageous because it was the right thing to do. They knew it was the right thing to do, but they couldn't support it. Even Hillary Clinton as the Democratic senator from New York. She was uh, all about civil unions. Remember that? Or, well, first she thought, she, she would publicly say, I believe that marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman and, and his mistress. And now, and then she, she changed to civil unions, you know, because she's so religious. You had to pander to the religious faction instead of saying, no, we don't leave anyone behind. We're not going to to legislate against the minority group du jour, regardless of, of if it's politically advantageous. And anyway, so all day today, I don't know if you guys were watching MSNBC, it was, it was off the hook, man. It was really, it's in meltdown mode on, on corporate media. They are running scared. I guess that's good. We expect that. That's why I was thinking, well, we're in the then they fight you stage. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. It's true. Let's see. Bernie is up big. Now I'm looking at the Huffington Post. Nevada results trickle in. Bernie up big. So let's play some of the... Let me see. Here's some... I mean, Claire. Oh, all right, all right. There's so many. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the at the choice the choices of videos that I grabbed, and there's there's so many. Oh my! Oh my God! Chris Matthews. Jesus Christ. Oh, here's Chris Matthews lamenting about Bernie uh, not having an alternative to Bernie playing the game either. They don't want to play the game of picking an alternative. It seems to me that that's what's so frustrating. They're fighting among themselves. Buttigieg, who may well be down in the pack, fifth or sixth, he could well win second place out here today and confuse all the... You see, in the corporate media, second place is the new winner. It's all about who's going to take on Bernie. It's not about... Could you imagine if this was Hillary Clinton... They would all be celebrating, saying, why don't the rest of these candidates just get the hell out of the way? What if Bernie was down, like Amy Klobuchar has been down? But she's surging now, we keep hearing. She had a good debate performance, and she's surging. 
they're constantly making excuses for these corporatists. And they really have it wrong that you're not going to win Republican votes. This is their strategy. Listen to how stupid it is. They think that Twitter is such a shit show that they, they're going to win back the Republicans who voted for Obama or the conservatives who voted for Obama because he was promising change we can believe in and then went to Twitter because they realized they were sold nothing but a platitude as usual as the rich kept getting richer and the working class kept sinking lower into the working poor. And so in order to win those voters back... What you got to do is, um, is run a Republican who peddles Republican policies. They don't listen to their own history, though. They don't seem to see. They, they also proclaim to be such big Democrats. They're, so ama- they're just Democrats. What the hell does that mean? Because we keep hearing how the Democ- you know, how Bernie's not a Democrat. They never talk about how... Um, how Bloomberg isn't a Democrat. He's, you know, how he was a Republican. But they, what is a Democrat to these people? Is when they're fighting against the Democratic candidate who inspires people with FDR policies that won the Democratic a solid majority for 40 years. So what the hell are they fighting against? They, these are Republicans, people. I'm not about what you call yourself. Whatever, you could call yourself anything, but know them by their fruits. If you have a D after your name, show me. Don't tell me. If you're, if you're a real Democrat, what are you for? What is a Democrat for? It's for... Like what Hillary Clinton said in the debates with Bernie. Oh, she wants to be the, she wants to be the, the candidate for the president for everyone because they were like Wall Street or Main Street. Oh, I want to be one for everyone. That's bullshit. That is a bullshit line. You pretend. You, what there's what she's saying is that she wants to be Wall Street's. She's she's all she's cool with Wall Street. Don't worry, Wall Street. I got gotcha. you. Wink, wink. These suckers, these rubes won't catch on, and the corporate elite will not. They they just can't come to grips with it. So let's keep going with this again. So it could be Bernie and Buttigieg once again owning the first two places. This could well happen again, and we'll be going into the sunny newspapers and the sunny shows tomorrow. Once again, frustrated, we will not have an alternative, and we'll have to wait till Wednesday to see if Mike Bloomberg... (laughs) Can you believe this shit? Once again, we have to go through this day, and we're going to be frustrated again that we won't have an alternative as Bernie keeps winning. Get over it. They supposedly love democracy. These are Democrats. What do you... What does it mean? I really want to know. And I've asked Democrats, what does it mean? I consider myself a Democrat. And when I hear the likes of Chris Matthews pretending the worst income disparity since ancient Rome is something worth fighting for, that that's just normal. And going after Bernie for proposing policies that were the linchpin of the Democratic Party, leaving no one behind. Now we really want to leave no one behind. Because ultimately, guess what, Chris Matthews? Wall Street's going to be fine, even if Bernie and when Bernie becomes the president. 
Wall Street will be fine. They'll still be rich. They'll still be screwing people over. They'll still be siphoning money, your, uh, your life savings, out of your account. They'll still be coming up with ways to screw the American people. But the playing field that we will have a standard bearer, finally, who will fight for us. It won't be business as usual. And believe me, if uh, when Bernie becomes the president, it's, uh, it's over for Vladimir Putin, too. They don't, and the other thing that the corporate media is afraid of is they, they really are afraid of democracy. All, I don't know what they, they're, they're, I really don't understand what they're afraid of, but they really need to just go be Republicans. I don't get it. I don't see what, because they're, they're liars, too. Even Chris Matthews. I, the other, I, I was trying to catch the, one of the commercials or a promo that they were playing on MSNBC because they clipped out Bloomberg saying, we don't want, um, we don't want this in America. We, um, something about socialism. We don't want socialism in America. We try, they tried that. It's called communism. They clipped that part out and use it in a promo, which is to say basically that they agree with what he said. And they, of course they cut out, it, it was just a promo. Why of all the clips of Bloomberg that they play, they, get, they play that. We tried that, it's called communism. Because it's a quick little soundbite. And it gets into people's brains, those who don't, aren't paying attention, like us. And it, it, it uh, poisons them with propaganda. That's why propaganda works. That's why advertising works. They don't include Bernie's retort to that. You know it's not communism. That's a cheap shot. Of course, it's, they, but they, they cut out the cheap shot and use it in a promo. That says all you need to know about what we're dealing with. He's got his act together on the NDAs or not, and he probably won't. So this is going to be a very... They're hoping that Bloomberg saves the day. Bloomberg, the Republican mayor of New York, the racist, the one buying the election, the one who bought the mayor or the, the mayorship of New York, $78 a vote. That guy. That's normal to Chris Matthews. He thinks that's a normal functioning democracy, but we know that it's not. And Bernie knows it's not. This is why he has a very passionate following, because people do understand. We know we've been screwed. We're on the wrong side of Reaganomics. We were born on the wrong side of Reaganomics. And these are the champions. They're doing fine. Chris Matthews, James Carville. He's, he is an architect of Twitler. He made Twitler possible. James Carville, all these Democratic Party insiders playing the game, selling us out, selling out the American dream. The, they weren't in the back rooms talking about, wait, 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 wait. When we undo Glass-Steagall, even though that law was put in place after the Great Depression, so banks can't rape and destroy the economy again, um, well, uh, what, how will this affect the American people? Wh and when they see the stats of the working class becoming the working poor, 
when they see that the American people are living check to check, when they see that 50% of the American people can't handle a $400 emergency, that kind of shit, when they see Americans needlessly dying for lack of health care, and the, and the entire rest of the world looking at us like, what the hell is wrong with you? They're, what do they say? They're fine with that. They don't see that as an um, error. They don't see that as a mistake. These are the consequences of conservative policies, whether they came from politicians with a D after their name or an R. They're worse, frankly. I think it's worse when it comes from your friends. When your friends hit you and, or, or stab you in the back, that hurts more, frankly. You expect your enemies to do that. You expect the right wings, the fascists, the freaks to do that. But your friends who pretend to care, I feel your pain. They all, this is the irony too, because they all, it's all bait and switch because they all run as progressives. Everyone's running as a progressive. Hillary ran as a progressive. They all say, I'm the most progressive. Look at Joe Biden. I'm the most progressive. He's the most progressive now. The one, the senator from MDNA. The one who, put, who helped put Clarence Thomas on the bench. Who fucked us for generations because of it. That guy. The bankruptcy bill guy. The one who tried for years went on the floor or any in front of any microphone or any on any talk show that would listen and proclaimed we must do something about social security we must cut social security and when he says oh freeze freeze social security well that means cut when you're freezing social security when you're freezing the uh people's fixed income as everything's going up that means you're not getting a raise. You're not, nothing is moving at the rate of, of uh, inflation. You're going backwards. They don't see that as a problem, though, because they weren't sent to Washington by the sheeple. They got to go out on the, on the stump and give a nice progressive stump speech, promising, feeling your pain. But what they get into the halls of power... What do they do? They're not, who's working for us? They're not working for us. They're, they're protecting their cushy jobs. They should look at what the state that they left the working class in as a failure. Not like, oh, gee, we're going too far left. That's what I actually heard somebody one of these voters, they, of course, this is what happens, you know, MSNBC, we're interviewing voters. Of course, they're all Bernie bashers, half of them, more, more than half, you know what I mean. And somebody said, they interviewed a guy, and he, it was, um, he said, um, uh, I'm, the, I'm for Joe Biden, I can't remember what he said, he was for, for one of the, for one of the right-wing Democrats, you know, one, um, I think he said he was for Biden, or whatever, I don't know, I can't remember, whatever. Because he said, it's not the point. He said, I think this country's going too far right and too far left. And I was like, there you go. And um, MSNBC doesn't correct him. What do you mean going too far right and too far left? We're not going too far left. We're trying to enact 
some left policies so we can maybe get a little into the center again. Because, yeah, we are too far right. What is too far right? We're, into, we're in fascism. We're in a smash-and-grab economy, a winner-take-all economy. We're in an economy that doesn't work for us, the working class. We're in an economy where one-third of the American people can't retire. That's too far left, buddy? Because he's listening to the goddamn corporate media. And this is what they're telling him. Oh, he's so left. We're so left. Such a left-wing thing to have universal health care and a, and a living wage. Like every other goddamn functioning democracy. Such, so too far left to have, have college for all. We used to have that. These are policies that we had. These were very American policies, and people used to understand that. That you have to, that you're, that you're making investment in the American dream. You're investing in each other. That education should be a providence of, of all of us. We have an obligation to, I mean, it's actually in the, our best interest. You go to school, not just to come out as an indentured servant to the banks, but you go to school because maybe that person you send to school, the one, the, somebody who was born um, in poverty, but he, he or she gets to go to school because we're not dumbasses and we invest in each other, e pluribus unum and all that shit, you know, pledging your lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. There's nothing more progressive than that. But we send that person to school as far as their ability and their interests take them because maybe that person discovers the cure for the disease that we have then and we're that's that's how you win you we're in it together or maybe they're you know it's not just going to school they go to then that's what bernie talks about trade school or whatever but we're setting us up for failure when we send kids to college and they, all they come out as are uh, indentured servants to banks. That's not a winning strategy. I mean, not everybody can be like Donnie Deutsch and pull themselves up by their bootstraps and inherit their daddy's advertising agency. You know what I mean? fight, except for the people on Bernie's side. Bernie is winning this thing and looks like he could win it without real opposition all the way to, uh, to Milwaukee. That's the way it looks tonight here. In fact, it looks that way already here in the middle of the day. Ha-ha! <laughs> well, aren't you going to have a rude awakening? But it's, it's fine. You'll be fine. That's why I keep telling these corporate media mouthpieces. You will be fine. No one's coming to get you and execute you in Central Park. The, the insanity. You know what I mean? It's insane. The insanity is insane. <laughs> it's insane, the insanity. I'm looking at the time. I can't believe how fast this time goes. I don't know if it goes fast for you, but it does for me. And that means it's good. You know, it's like, uh, I was going to say good sex. I guess it is, right? Not that this is like sucks. Oh my god! But we are getting screwed. That's for sure. That's well, but not in a good way. They don't even kiss you first. They don't take you to dinner. Nothing. You're just effed. But 
Yeah. All right. Well, I was thinking, should I take a break? Let me see. How's my coffee situation going? What do you think, guys? Who? Let me see. Where are you guys? I lost you again. I gotta get. A, I gotta come up with a better system to find you guys. Where the heck are you? Oh, jeez. There we go. All right. If um, we'll see. How about this? I'll do what Haiku suggested. If I get a super chat in a, in the next thirty seconds. I won't take a break. What do you think? Tara, can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. Haiku. Are you saying that facetiously? Break or not? Okay. Super chat challenge. I should I need to get a like a what do you call it? Some kind of music for the super chat challenge. It's a super chat challenge, like <laughs> That's just... Or this. Alright, well, no Super Chat. So, that's it. I'm taking a break. Guys, we will be back in a... Ah, Patricia! Right under the bell. Okay, I won't. How's this? Some people are just born to be slaves. I gotta get more... I have to get more sound effects. I know. I only have these. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Maybe if you have any suggestions. There's so many that I can grab. But we need a whole library. All right, I'll stick around. You've got in, and thank you, Gene. Right under the bell. That's very cute. You guys are cute. You're making me blush over here. All right, let's keep going, because there's too much work to do. There's no breaks. There's no breaks in in uh, fascism. You gotta keep fighting these mother effers. And they're coming from both sides. So let me just play one other thing. Here we go. Because I don't know if you saw James Carvel is... He's making the rounds all over... Oh, well, he's on MSNBC. I don't, if there's anybody more irrelevant than him, I'm not sure who. I guess it might be... Willie Geist? I have no idea. How do these people get get their positions of power? James Carvel? He should be in, uh, hanging his head in disgrace. He lost. Look at what we're up against. We have fascism. There's a Twitler. There's a big orange asshole who's running around the White House wiping his ass with the Constitution like a gigantic orange bull in a china shop but but destroying this country thanks to the policies that James Carville promotes. There is no doubt that's why we have fascism. Neoliberal policies gave us Twitler. They worked... What is this getting things done? Getting things done like what? Like shipping jobs to China? Like funneling money to the top? Like concentrated wealth? Like um, GoFundMe for medical care? I don't understand. What are you getting done? What have you gotten done for us, James Carverell? 
Have you done anything good? Oh, Obamacare. Yeah, okay. Some people have more... Ha they have health care. Some. Yes. The... That's, um, great. That, that the, the effing, goddamn, rapacious, disgusting, and, and immoral health insurance racket, which shouldn't exist, they can no longer deny you. For, uh, they have to, they have to, if you want to buy into their plan, they have to take you. They can't do pre-existing conditions yet, yet they can't. Um, deny you because of pre they're, they're coming up with ways don't worry they're trying I mean the Republicans are in court right now but we know um, a lot of it's all it's all cost prohibitive this is why I can't stand the whole um, we the whole goddamn um, what do you call it the frame of the DLC DNCers about access to affordable care access I got access to a goddamn Rolls Royce, but there's no way I'm I'm driving out of the showroom to it. I can have access to it though. I can walk in. Oh, hi, Tara Junior Junior. Did you hear Tara Junior? <laughs> Get over here, kid. Say hello. I know, my love. Oops, whoopsie. He's funny. He's like coming from across. He's like, meow. I'm like, oh, hello. How you doing? All right. He doesn't talk when I talk to him. He just talks when he wants to talk. But anyway, yes, access to affordable care. What the hell does that mean? That, that whole frame is such a DLC, DNC, and also choice. We want choice in our healthcare because you don't know. You... You don't want to get, well, I'm young, so I don't need, I don't need, I'm not going to get cancer, so um, I'm not going to get my cancer care. I'm going to, I'll get cancer coverage um, in five years, and then I'll get cancer. I'll just plan it, plan it like that. Who the hell, that's the nature of health, you scumbags. Not you guys. I'm talking to James Carville. Um, you're walking down the street one day, and the next day, you might have goddamn a sickness. I'm not saying cancer. I hope you don't get cancer. That sucks. I don't want cancer. Who the fuck wants that? But you certainly don't want that and bankruptcy and bills and insure. I mean, uh, what do you call it? Bill collectors or, um, you know, collection agencies. I, I knew somebody who suddenly, a young person in her 30s was a teacher had good union health care. You know, didn't want to lose her union plan. Oh, Tara Jr.'s now getting annoyed because I'm screaming. So go away. What can I say? And she had this sudden, one day fine, next day got deathly ill. She ended up in the ICU for a month. She had some kind of weird sudden kidney failure that was as a result of God knows what. And she was a young young person, like in her thirties, you know. Her she had good union health care. Her husband worked as a carpenter. He had good union health care. Still the bill was over a hundred thousand dollars. So while she was fighting for her life unconscious in the ICU, 
you know, a doctor comes in or whatever, they take you for a test, that person's not in network, what are you going to do? You're unconscious, you, you effing ghouls. Not you, them. James Carville. And so, as she finally is released from the hospital, lived, she lived, thankfully, by a, by a, you know, uh, by a thread. So you're getting your life back you're trying to recover from this, this uh, um, sudden, confusing episode where you almost died. And the fucking phone is ringing every day. And it's a goddamn bill collector. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Over a $100,000 bill with two health insurance plans. Both union. So tell me about your good union plan that you don't want to let go of. I'm so sick of that, that frame, because that's also a losing game. We lose in that situation. You're holding on like, I'm so scared. While millions are left behind and you're still giving control of uh, health care to your, to, your, uh, to, to your bosses, and you might not always have that job. Nothing is guaranteed. Maybe they fire you. And you, what are you going to do? Oh, well. Now you're with the rest of us. Oh, go die. Go on GoFundMe. I'm just sick of it. The, and that's what the DLC, DNC, that's what they promote. That's what they push and peddle. That kind of shit. That kind of division. That leaving no one behind. I mean, that, that leaving everyone behind who's not lucky enough to be able to afford it. I'm sure, don't worry about, about James Carville. He will, he'll be fine if something happened to him, even if he got a $100,000 bill. What does he care? All of the stats that, about the working class, he should be ashamed. He helped. He helped create those statistics where one-third can't retire. Are you kidding me? All right. Um, I'm trying to find this effing guy. Where is he? Where is he? No, not you. Not you. Here it is. Here's something. This would seem like like the the bot. You know, the hitting the bottom is the way most people begin to recover. So okay, let me frame this up. Nicole Wallace is talking to James Carville after seeing Bernie Sanders winning the Nevada caucuses, and. She's saying they're hitting bottom, that, the, that this Bernie being um, the winner, the winner of the Nevada caucuses and the Democratic Party um, having to have Bernie as their standard bearer, that's like hitting bottom. And it will wake people up, the, DNC, the DLCers up. This is hitting bottom? It should tell them something, that they are part of the problem and people are sick of it. We're sick of being trickled upon and, and, and having James Carville tell us that's the best they can do. This would be this victory that looks imminent in Nevada for Bernie. If there's going to be a wake-up call, maybe this would be it, if that's the way it heads. Is, right. there, is there any sort of gathering place? Is there any sort of way to galvanize <laughs> the non-Bernie well, vote around today's result? I I, I don't know. In the course of 1980, it's amazing the way this goes on all day. 
they're not they're not celebrating. Oh, they're not objectively reporting the winner of the Nevada caucuses. They're there. What are we going to do to stop him? What it's is it hit, have we hit bottom yet? Can we have a wake up call? Who can we get in there? Klobuchar? Can she surge enough? Can Biden finally pull a rabbit out of a hat? Could somebody save us from the New Deal policies that built the um, the Democratic majority for 40 years? That built the American middle class? Can somebody save us from these uppity plebs? Three, the British Labour Party, which oh, has to be one This pissed me off. This is why. Let me rewind this a little bit. He's, this is what they do. They throw out all this bullshit British Labour Party um, well let me just let him speak for himself around today's result <laughs> I, I, I don't know and of course in 1983 the British Labour Party which just has to be one of the truly stupid parties in the, in the entire world <laughs> of course Bernie Sanders loves Bernie Sanders loves the British Labour Party when where the fuck did you get that information from of course Bernie Sanders loves did you did you, do you got a quote is there a clip of him saying, oh, I love the that uh, British Labour Party. I love. Is there any, can you back it up with the receipts? But they don't have receipts. Of course, Bernie Sanders love. I'm just going to lie and drop it like it's hot. But they, got, they, have, they don't have to back it up. That's not how propaganda works. You just say it and then it's true. Then it, go, it seeps into the public consciousness. Oh, just like the British Labour Party that Bernie Sanders loves, of course. Show me. Show me any, 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 any proof of this. You, f- I can't, I'm trying not to curse. And they're making it hard, really. What was called after the election, I think Michael Foote was the candidate, the longest suicide <laughs> note in history. Even, they put why? Why? Okay, let's just ask why. Why is this person got a platform? And I'm on this YouTube saying, please become a patron. This is what I'm saying. Please become a patron. This mother effort, this is what we're up against. They have the loudest microphone. James Carville spreading his bullshit. He doesn't have to say, hey, please become a patron of this bullshit. Like a 60-page plan. Um, I, I, I don't know. And, and I, you know, but I just don't think that we have, like, thought this out. I think the other candidates and other campaigns, and I understand they're attacking each other. We, we got to make the choices that Democrats have to make going forward as they approach this. You see what he's saying? Make the choice the Democrats have to make going forward, meaning we are going to have to stop Bernie. We're going to have to cheat. We're going to have to use our superdelegates. We're going to use every trick in the book to stop the voice of the people. We can't have this. They're going to lose. They will make us lose to Twitler. They'll do anything to stop the, the, the American middle class from rising up against and having any power. Or the working class f- to, from uh, doing something about the immense corruption that funds them. That funds the campaigns of the flunkies who want to be uh, the Wall Street 
they they want to be the politician for Wall Street and Main Street, as if that's possible. Wall Street, please, they're doing fine. Somebody has to police Wall Street. That's what we sent or hoped they would do. That's what they promised to do. But they're not. They're not policing them. They're unleashing them because they have been tasked by their benefactors to let it roll. What do you think happened recently when they, the Democrats and the Republicans, you know, this is how they get together and they do it. Bipartisan, reaching across the aisle, getting things done, like repealing the uh, Glass-Steagall. Getting it done. We got to win. This. If, if you don't win the Senate back, you don't get anything. You right. can you, even if you're if you're right. stupid here. theory and you, you get 280 electoral votes and let's say Nancy Pelosi and we have such skilled incumbents in the House that we're able to hang on to the House majority, nothing is going to change. Well, <laughs> there's a rallying cry. Nothing's going to change. So let's vote for Amy Klobuchar because don't worry, nothing will change. You know, those bills that you got piling up, nothing will change. A living wage, remember when it was too pie in the sky, the $15 minimum wage? So pie in the sky. Nothing's going to change. I, we should do a montage of all of the corporate Democrats whining about the $15 minimum wage, how it'll never get done. Nothing will change. Well, it won't change with these mother efforts. It's time for them to retire behind the walls of their gated community. They have done enough damage for five lifetimes. Go clink your wine glasses and play golf with your Wall Street pals while we rebuild the middle class that your policies destroyed. Nothing's gonna change. I gotta. That's that's maybe a good clip to get James Carville. And you're just gonna right. Nothing. House that we're able to hang on to the House majority. Nothing is gonna change. It's, it, and you're just gonna go down the same road again. Yeah. Why you bother? Don't push why yourself try? to be a majority. When they say, when um, JFK said, "We want to go to the moon," you say, "Well, too hard. Don't even try." Why? It's, that's America. We can do anything except that. Except rain in Wall Street. Why? It's not going to change. Too many people are bought and paid for. Nothing's going to change. Party to take it back. I'm so inspired. Aren't you inspired by nothing's going to change? I really need some... I need some patriotic music. Nothing's gonna change to go behind that. But anyway. Tara Jr., stop moving my hand. In election, we have 55% of the votes available to you. Then you're, you're making a, a real mistake, in my, in my opinion, in all that I can do and have <laughs> yeah, a voice. Yeah, he's the guy that said that. You know, I'm trying to remember. Well, Barack Obama, that was a mistake, remember? Oh, no one would vote for Barack Obama. That was no, there's no way that the American people would vote for Barack Hussein Obama. Remember that? Nothing's going to change. 
Tell people this, this is a guy I'll that thought <laughs> that thinks. Well, he married a Republican. I don't know how that happened. Well, how you that that's all you gotta know. Oh, they have a love hate relationship. I don't know. Well, what do I want to know? But it's they're not that far apart. I could never marry a Republican. I much less date one. Forget it. If you're a Republican, goodbye. Good night. But this one married a Republican. Oh, they're so... Remember how they do all their photo shoots? Like, will him and Mary Matlin, that's his wife. Is that her name, right? Mary Matlin? Mary? She's a Republican. And have you ever heard her? Oh, my God. She's a real right-winger. I couldn't imagine. Unless they have angry sex, you know what I mean? Unless... I don't know. But you live with it? Live with it for years? Marry it? Why? How? That goes to show you this... I mean, I guess it's possible. But it tells you... I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Wait, who, who's saying... Tara, please set up Discord. It would be great. Somebody else said that. What would that do? What's the difference, Daniel? Is there something better about Discord? Like, I mean, just, I'm not opposed to it. I'm, I'm, I want to understand what it would do. Send me something about it. At contact at republicandirtytricks.com and maybe something will change. Nothing's going to change now, though. We won't have a Discord now. Nothing will change. That's so inspiring. Nothing's gonna change. Vote D, you know. Democrats 2020. Nothing's gonna change. It can't be done. We should have a montage of all of the corporate Democrats telling us how nothing will change. And ignoring the majority. Right. I don't know. And everybody complains to me in the media and the press. Yes, I said, I don't know how to tell you this. The press has no near as much, not near as much power as they had when I was young. Remember mm -hmm. Lyndon Johnson said if I, I lost the war because I lost Walter Cronkite? Yeah. I, I mean, if you lose Wolf Blitzer, you're not going to lose anything. I mean, that's just the way America, and I don't mean to pick on Wolf. I like him. I, I would say the same thing about any of our hosts on, on my own network right now. It, it just had this diffusion. Why does he even have a platform why did anybody book him you know what i mean they had to go out of their way they had to get on the phone they had to contact his people they had to be like is he available they had to set it up they had to mic him they had to do go through a whole lot of of there's a lot of steps to get this guy on the air why what does he bring to the table? They're not bringing on people who are, I mean, the whole day. It was just constant bash, bash. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, uh, of, of media power and media authority. And you're right, Trump and Bernie Sanders are able to, and what, by the way, the happiest person right now is about oh. 1.15 Moscow time. This thing is going very well for Vladimir Putin. No. It's going well for Putin, yeah, because you, because of you, James Carville, you and your DLCers are attacking the only candidate that can defeat Twitler, you freak.
you kiss up, kick down, marry Matlin lover? You conservative getting things done? Like income disparity and upward immobility and dead Americans and 35,000 dead Americans and millions of medical bankruptcies? That's what you got done. That's why we're sick of it. That's why getting things done like concentrated wealth and not having a raise in 30 effing years. That's what you got done, James Carville. Congratulations. And you know what else you got done? You got Twitler done. You got that done. You got him done. You did that to us. All of the conservative Dems who sold out the New Deal. It, it didn't happen overnight. You did it to us because you said, where are they going to go? What will the Democratic Party, they, they can't, they, they're not going to vote for Republicans. Well, didn't they show you otherwise? He, these, these conservative Dems, the neoliberal Dems, are the ones that made Twitler possible. And Putin, yes, he's laughing, not because that uh, Bernie will lose, it's because you will do all that you can to not only destroy and hobble the only candidate that can win against Twitler, but the only candidate that will do something about another fascist never rising again. And in the meantime, because if you go after Bernie Sanders and you, just, you hobble him and destroy his candidacy despite the fact that he wins that the people want him, you will destroy the Democratic Party. So either way, he wins. You got it. You know what he got done? He got this done. We have budgets since we came into the administration, since the election of 2016, since January 20th of... 2017. He got that done. This would seem like that's what he like got the, done. The, the, you know. Congratulations, James Carville. That's you reaching across the aisle. All of your backroom deals, selling out the New Deal, turning your back on the progressive policies that built the middle class because you wanted to please your benefactors. That's what you got done. The hitting the bottom is the way most people begin to recover. I mean, oh, wait, let me. I already played that. Right, part. Trump and Bernie Sanders are able to. And what, by the way, the happiest person right now is about 115 <clears throat> Moscow time. This thing is going very well for Vladimir Putin. I promise you. He, 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 he's probably staying up watching us, right? You're murdering the American middle class. So it's going very well for Putin. Yes, it is. But it's not because of Bernie, it's because of you. James Carville, you and your pals in the ivory tower who are so out of touch. You, I mean, we're nothing to you. We're just a bunch of dopes, right? Just a bunch of idiots who got nowhere else to go, just to the Democratic Party. But eventually, this is what happens when you sell out the working class because the, as, as Henry Wallace wrote, into the fissures of disunity. That's where the fascist steps and gets a foothold. And this is what they're doing. 
It doesn't, a fascist could never rise up in a country that is functioning, in a system that's functioning for the, for the majority. Never. An authoritarian, this is what they did to us. Yeah, how you doing, Vlad? That's <laughs> absolutely right. And James, there's reporting that that's exactly what the intelligence agencies think is going on. I mean, the Sanders campaign was briefed that Putin um, is helping him and plans to help him right. in the primary. Amazing. And I don't think Sanders... And no, it's MSNBC is helping. And then they were saying, why didn't Bernie come out a month ago when he got this briefing? Well, you know, he doesn't just come out with the classified intelligence briefings. I don't know. Putin to help. The only reason, think, why would Vladimir Putin be helping Bernie Sanders? Of course, because he wants Donald Trump to win. They don't see the forest through the trees, these fuckers. They really don't. I don't mean to curse. I'm trying not to curse, but they really don't. They do not see what is really going on. It's not that he wants Bernie to win. It's he wants the chaos. He wants the Democratic Party destroyed by attacking the candidate that can win. Why are they doing it with the Bernie bros and the, and the, the, de the Democratic insiders are buying onto it because they are pawns in this game because they're holding on. They need their cushy jobs. Time. This thing is going very well for Vladimir. Oh, okay. I, I can't. You. I, I now, and, and it's something that people need to know about. They need to be made aware of it. The candidates on the... You're be... You're, they need to know about it. Fuck you. I'm sorry. We won't be able to use these clips on YouTube. We're trying not to... We're trying to put clips up on YouTube. And, um, yeah. It's not good to just curse a lot. So I'm trying to make the clips not, you know what I'm saying, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's building up. It's building up. It's you, James Carville, are screwing us, as you've done before. You have a long history. You're part of the problem. And Putin is laughing at you, at what a useful idiot you are. Because Bernie Sanders is somebody that is fighting for the working class, who will come in and do something about the record income disparity and upward immobility. And a fascist will never, I mean, as far as our lifetimes are concerned, won't, won't, ever, won't be able to take a foothold because the working, the, the government will be working for the working people, not just your benefactors, James Carville. Eight stage in South Carolina on, on Monday night need to quit attacking each other and start talking about where where this country is and how do you push it forward under some, <sighs> some real choices that Democrats have to make. And you know what the choices are. They're saying rip this country apart by, or well, destroy the Democratic Party by destroying the candidate that the American people are voting for. Why is it? You think we're all just dumb? Why is it that the American people are, are voting for Bernie despite all this incessant propaganda against him? For God's sakes. I'm sorry, guys. I haven't been paying attention to the chat. I know. I'm sorry, Junior. I know, Junior. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for the super chat. 
I saw another one in here. Oh, man. Tell it like it is. Radio.net. Take a break. You deserve it. Thank you. Too late. Very nice. We appreciate Super Chats. Gene, Patricia, all the regulars. I hope everybody's having a good time in the chat. We have a very great chat room. And I'm proud of it. And it's only getting better. Bigger and better. We did have a troll come into the chat room during the debate party. Debate watch party. I wonder what happened to that person. I don't care really, but she's not here tonight. So, yeah. I'm trying to find this article about James Carville that I wanted to read. Let's just get rid of his face here. Wait. Question for you, James. James, one more for me out in, in Vegas. Wait. And what? Uh, and I think that... People... Whatever. Whatever. What else do I want have? to win? Whoops. I think that they need someone that is able to... Shh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What did he say? If they want to the win... And frame the choice. And I think that people do want to win. I think that they need someone that is able to intelligently frame the issue and frame the choices that they, ha that they have to make. I think if that happens, I still, in my heart of hearts, believe that we can have a big year. But I have to tell you, the hour is getting late. And I keep waiting for something like this to happen. And <laughs> I haven't had it yet. But Shut I the F up. I can't wait till when Bernie gets sworn in oh my god and james carville just shut up finally he gets he shuts the f up my god will they ever shut up no no they won't shut up they'll they'll be oh my god they'll be such a a misery party on msnbc it'll be insane but here's something else where i wanted to find well i know what time is it oh my oh my goodness we're running out of time. That's time for you. That's just the nature of time. Like I say, time is a rapacious creditor, and it's it's biting my heels. It's licking the back of my head. Mamma mia. It's amazing how time flies. That's why I always think these fucking mother effers, these bastards, these corporate, these Wall Street scumbags, these billionaire... Be uh, oligarchs like Bloomberg we're in this together we are sharing this one little blip of time together and they don't give a shit that, uh, that Americans you know are struggling needlessly it's like Gandhi said there's enough for everyone's need but not for everyone's greed and it's about time that the government works for the working class, finally, for a little bit, right? Put this party right. And it's going there. It definitely is going there because young people are in a, they don't buy the same old shit. They're not watching MSNBC. They're on, they're on online. They're on YouTube. They're not watching that, this, this uh, meltdown, Claire McCaskill meltdown. Did I play that Claire McCaskill clip? Now that I'm saying it. I don't know. Because she asked, maybe I did. I might be having a brain fart. But Claire, because Claire McCaskill asked, she's 
Where the fuck is it? Here it is. Uh, James, it's Claire. Um, Claire. I just want, I have, I have a Hi, Claire. Hi, loser. You lost an election, Claire. Is anybody really saying, what? where's Claire McCaskill on this pivotal issue? Claire, she's got her finger on the pulse of the youth. Claire, tell us what to do. Oh, Claire, please help us, Claire. You're our only hope. Request for you. Could you call Tom Steyer? What do you Steyer? think you want? You don't have no request to me. You, 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 I, you don't I, got I, a request, Claire. Where, where, you know, one hand washes the other, Claire. You know what I mean, Claire? This is, oh, you don't even got a request. That's how James Carville operates. You see what I'm saying? He can't help but let it slip out into the truth of what we're seeing. Like, he's, oh, Claire, you need a favor? You need somebody to pull some strings for you, Claire? You know, we're the insiders in the in in the in the elites we're in it together we're we're gonna kick down we're gonna make sure those uppy plebs they they don't have a real champion they'll just have somebody who talks about turning a page you know some bullshit that means nothing that does nothing turning a page or or spinning and uh shape of democracy you know what i mean and choosing Choosing things like uh, whether you go on GoFundMe or Cash App to beg for medical care. I love you. I love you. I love you. And tell him how the cow ate the cabbage. I want you to call him and tell him to take all those millions of dollars that he has spent in Nevada to get nothing, and all the millions he spent in South Carolina, and all the, in the, the few votes he's getting, he needs to be spending that money making sure voters right. understand the choices they have in this primary. Yeah, because we're all morons, Claire. If we knew any better, we would have voted for you. You wouldn't be a loser. You see what she's saying? Tom Steyer needs to get in here and start running attack ads against Bernie because the dumb sheeple don't know any better. And she knows better than all those people in Nevada who are voting for Bernie Sanders right now. She doesn't want to look in the mirror and say, gee, why, what the hell is going on here? Obviously, I'm out of touch. She's not listening to the people. She never did. She's a, one of these insiders. She's trying to play the game, and she lost because she's not herself. She's whatever they, she's paid to be. Claire McCaskill? Oh, Claire, you're just like, don't worry. I can't, you want something, Claire? Don't even ask. I love you, Claire. Claire, I mean, uh, James, it's Claire. Wonderful. Ha! How can we fuck over those motherfucking dumb sheeples? Those dumb bastards who want to live in wage and health care? How can we do that? I know we have health care. I got good health care for life. Thanks to my, my stop in Washington where I did nothing but suck up to the rich and kick down on the plebs. But now the plebs, they sent me away. And I'm all, thank, thank my lucky stars I'm here on MSNBC kicking down on somebody who tells us, you know, that uh, the people aren't going to take the shit anymore, but we got to get Tom Steyer in here to tell those people 
that shit, they need to shovel that shit in their mouths and just swallow it and do what we tell them. Because we, hey, we can't do it. We got to get it done. We're just getting it done. You can't only do what you can get done. Why even try? I'm going to get it done. Tell them, tell them, stop spending all that money on something. Put it into this. Put it into kicking down on Bernie. We got to stop him. First, he was talking about living wages. Then he was talking about $15 an hour. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know now. I talk about $15 an hour, but, you know, I just... I saw which way the wind blew. And I'm not a stupid bitch. I'm just I'm just Claire McCaskill, a losing Democrat here on the corporate media. But you got to get him. You got to get that little socialist because he might actually win. And then how's my goddamn my cushy job on this corporate media mouthpiece network going to ever, ever come to nothing like my mama said i would never be nothing but now here i am something look at me now mama i'm kicking down on the plebs that means i'm a somebody i got health care you don't see me on cash app on cash app friday saying please help me get rid of my bunions but here i am get them get that billionaire up in here up in this bitch and Put his money to the fucking good use. Not all this climate change shit. We got to stop the people. The people. The people are the... They got the power. No, they don't got the power. They just got to have change that they can believe in. But that's like, you know, you're just selling them a bullshit line. Oh, my God. Did I say that on TV? James. Oh, hi, James. It's Claire. Between now and the end of March, yeah, Will a lot you call of him? you know I, I I'll call him, but he's a guy that I, I know him. He, he'll make up I know. money. Will he and, take his money and put it where it really can go to some good use, like fucking over the American people and screwing up this democracy? You know what I mean? They they can't they can't sustain this. It's it, it's a hard slog out there right now. <laughs> Uh, James Carville, on be oh my God! Half <sighs> of my colleagues, Claire McCaskill and Nicole Wallace in uh, New yeah. York. Thank you yeah, for yeah, taking yeah, our questions. Yeah, one, one, one thing is great is about, about Senator McCaskill and Nicole. Both of them know politics. Both they of do. Them know what it's like. Claire knows. They've been there, and that's what I like about our coverage. Sometimes is, is we got people Look that have Tara actually Junior like Junior breathed better. the air of what a campaign is like and <laughs> breathe the what air. they're going through. Breathe in the and, bullshit. You know, see, sometimes in life that's important. That that helps something. <laughs> that that you've actually had to sit down on election night scared out of your mind, <laughs> which right. I know both of you have been. Even though you paid, they're after you. <laughs> scared out of your mind. Your dumb constituents might actually make you want to do something. Forum instead of like you know go on a golfing trip with your Wall Street benefactors. Oh God. Anyway, let's see. Here's an article: "The Obsolete Politics of James Carville" by Ed Berm Bermilla. This was published on February 10th in the New Republic. It's kind of long. I'll probably just peruse some of it. 
Ah, 1994. What a time to be alive. Communications, monster, and super unknown were... Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. These are... Uh, he's trying to paint a picture. We're blaring from every boombox and Chevy Cavalier cassette de deck. Ugh. Final Fantasy III had a generation of socially awkward kids glued to their Super Nintendo. Forrest Gump was spinning a boomer fever dream of American history on the big screen. And Pulp Fiction was about the coolest thing imaginable. To news junkies of that era, there was James Carville. Omnipresent and unquestionably brilliant, with a quiver full of colorful Cajun quips, disregarding the fact that the 1994 Gingrich led Republican Revolution represented a sharp setback for Democrats. Carville was nevertheless among the unlikely personalities to ride Bill Clinton's 1992 election to notoriety, credited as the architect of Clinton's rise from no named governor to president. Never mind that on election day, the incumbent George H.W. Bush had an approval rating of 30%, or that Ross Perot siphoned off 18% of the popular vote with a populist anti-deficit message, Carville and his, it's the economist, stupid, tagline were treated with something approaching awe by CNN and the Sunday panel shows. Times change. However, at present, Carville represents... Much that's wrong with the Democratic Party, its refusal to learn from its mistakes, its obsession with appealing to wealthy, suburb wealthy suburbanites while telling its traditional base of working class and people of color to suck it up because Republicans are worse. Its preference for the performative over the substantive, Pelosi ripped the speech after all, and above all else, the belief that operatives and consultants know the pulse of the nation and can soothsay the will of the common man. Last Tuesday, in the wake of the Iowa caucuses on February 3rd, Carville emerged from MSNBC's cryo chamber to deliver a fiery rant against Bernie Sanders, to which the most common reaction among people who do not obsessively watch cable news was, James Carville is still alive? In a lengthy follow-up, all right, Junior, come on, come on, come on. Yes, he's cute. He, he runs away when I'm screaming, and then he comes right back. I know. You're a good boy. You are good. They suck. I know. They're horrible. You sit there. Let me move this camera so everybody can see you. Okay. A little lower, a little lower. There you go. <laughs> Everybody can He's our emotional support Pet Okay where was I uh, la, la, la. James Carville is still alive In a lengthy follow up interview With Vox's Sean Illing Who asked challenging And direct questions Throughout a rather ugh, Throughout sorry Sorry guys sorry guy Throughout, rather than the fawning softballs to which Carval has grown accustomed, the raging Cajun trotted out all the greatest hits of people whose political worldview had not been updated since 1994, and for whom the takeaway from the 2016 election is that Hillary Clinton lost because Jill Stein and Russian hackers. 
Carvel is the most skilled practitioner of a hobby common to his social and political stratum, ascribing to the working class or simply voters a resistance to any kind of change that inconveniences people like James Carvel. Simply put, his performances seek to demonstrate the remarkable coincidence that voters, particularly of the central casting average Joe variety, dislike all the same things he dislikes. This is endemic among liberals of the Clinton 1990s vintage. The insistence that their caricatured ideal of the working class cannot stomach the sort of change the left wing of the party prefers. A decade after Clinton's second term ended, the ID fix, I know I'm not saying that right, was trotted out to excuse liberals' refusal to champion marriage equality, Barack Obama ran explicitly opposed to it, and Hillary Clinton famously was a big fan of civil unions until it was safe to flip. Sophisticated and urbane liberals like Obama and Clinton were allies to the LGBT community, of course, but as a matter of pragmatic politics, neither of them could afford to risk alienating that guy in the hard hat, could they? In other words, we were sure to love back... Wait, wait, wait. We were sure to love... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Sorry. In other words, we sure would love to back gay marriage, but they won't let us. Who are they? Well, they are an avatar of democratic elites created and onto which they have unflaggingly projected their own bad politics. For exercising opinion leadership and telling voters why Democrats believe in a given idea, that's out of question. Carvelian politics cannot go beyond analyzing the thin skein of polling and focus group data and then adopting whatever positions come out ahead. This is Democratic politics that have persuaded itself never to try to persuade. Now that... The Sanders campaign and Warren, for whatever reason, reason, largely escapes Carville's ire, has gotten some traction with tuition and student debt forgiveness proposals. Carville has emerged from his coffin to simply assert from his own evidence and a couple of readings of Hillbilly Elegy that people all over this country worked their way through school, sent their kids to school, paid off student loans. They don't want to hear this shit. It's worth pointing out that in 1971, the average annual cost of tuition, fees, room, and board for a four-year public university was $1,400 and 10, whatever, 14, wait, $1,410. That's how you say that. This amounted to approximately 20.4% of a man's annual median income, 58.6% of a woman's, by 2016, similar college expenses had risen to 20000 a year, working out to 51.8% of the median annual income for men and 80.9% for women. Given the well-documented reality of the situation, it would be useful to know from what source Carvel obtained the information underpinning his belief that no one wants to hear this shit. When was the last time Carvel had an occasion to speak with someone outside his circle of politically collected, connected social elites? For all anyone knows, his idea of regular Joe could be an intern, the son of a connected donor from Connecticut, who drives him to the studio for his talking head appearances. Ain't this the truth, right? 
Um, who knows? Maybe it's his, it's his gardener or uber black driver and our unrelenting opponent of uh, debt forgiveness. What, what seems more likely is that Carville simply attributes whatever he personally opposes to the will of the unwashed masses. During his most recent rant, Carville went on to conjure up all the boogeyman of voters that they are actually the boogeyman of highly educated, affluent white liberals with racist, with racial scaremongering about letting criminal terrorists vote from jail cells. He characterized people who don't buy his exhausted messaging as a bunch of kids on Twitter and post posited a three-person list of good candidates that includes both Michael Bennett and Stephen Bullock, who, after many months of campaigning, have somehow remained completely alien to the working-class Democratic voters of Carville's imaginings. You see what I'm saying? This is such... These people... It's not just... I'm just saying it. This, this uh, person is saying it. Ed Bermilla. And I'm glad they said it. Carville is a, a dinosaur. There's only two more paragraphs. So I'll finish it up since I got this far. Carville closes the, on the note that... Wait, wait, wait. Carville closes on the note that has divined liberal electoral politics for nearly three decades, an obsession with swing voters that always leads to the same conclusion. You, to win, move to the right. If you don't, keep moving further right until you do. It couldn't be more 1994 if Jerry Seinfeld showed up in a turquoise geo tracker to say, stop me if you heard this one before. Rather than make a pitch to a massive population of disaffected non-voters, obsess, obsess over peeling off old Republicans whose mind could be, but almost certainly will not be, changed. Carville is absolutely entitled to his opinion that Bernie Sanders is a bad presidential candidate. It could certainly be the case that leftist policy ideas are destined to n not gain traction. But he should be forced to acknowledge that these are, in fact, his opinions about the political world that he wants to inhabit. Instead of, say, pitching deficit hawkishness as a winning issue for the teeming masses, he should own the fact that the idea is only truly popular with elites who are salivating to take a knife to Social Security. Instead, he ascribes these views to others and paints himself as the messenger, bringing the real talk from middle America. In this way, he excuses Democrats from the need to actually talk to millions of ordinary Americans and makes them seem like the, like true, the true impediment to progress. I thought that was a great article, and that's why I shared it with you. And I'm sorry it took so long to read, and we only have a few. Five more minutes left, guys. I should have maybe just paraphrased it. But once I got going, I couldn't stop. And I was like, oh, this is a good paragraph. This one, he, he says it all. Exactly. That's, that, it's not just James Carville, though. The only, my only critique of this article is that it's the entire liberal media establishment can be painted like this. The Claire McCaskill can be painted like this. They're all pretending like they're relevant when the revolution is moving forward. And they're doing all they can to stop it. But they're the ones who made it necessary. They're the ones who put us in this position. If they were effective politicians, 
who are truly fighting for the people. We wouldn't be in this position. They would, we wouldn't have to be fighting fascism. We wouldn't be, you know, all of the stats, right, that I always, I repeat, because it's the, it's the truth. It needs to get out there. So we need to, they're the ones. We, they, they need to look in the mirror. It's not just the Republicans. It is the right-wing Democrats, and they're doing it to us again. Or at least they're going to try. So we're at the then-they-fight-you stage. We have to win, and we are winning. I look at the top of the Huffington Post, jackpot, Nevada burns, obviously. Bernie has killed it in Nevada. After all the negative press, after all the attacks on him, oh, he's uh, he's being promoted by Putin, how the union... The union won't back him. Hey, they don't like his Medicare for all, and they want their own health care. Uh, the union members are not the union leadership, and that's why the, the culinary union didn't back anyone because they were afraid to go against Bernie. The culinary union bosses understand, or not just Bernie, they were afraid to go against their, their constituent, their, the people in the union, the people, the rank and file. The rank and file understand that we're in this together. Maybe not all of them, but this is the the this is what we got to get out here. This is why this show is important and other shows like it, the real liberal media, because we're in it together. We we have the um we're on the right side of history. We are the true patriots. We're living up to the founding ideals of leaving no one behind, of pledging our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. And that's what, that's Bernie's campaign. Bernie's campaign is love. We're fighting for others, not just ourselves. We're fighting for our fellow Americans. There is nothing more patriotic than that. That is patriotism in a nutshell. When Bernie says, will you fight for someone who doesn't have health care, even though you have health care, that's the way the American dream is fulfilled for all of us. That's how we have a functioning society. We don't leave anyone behind. We work together. This is why any government is formed, it's because we are in this together. So, yeah, I'm looking at the chat now. If, uh, MSNBC, um, yeah, is... Oh, I, I misread that. I saw Patricia wrote, MSNBC keeps it up. I thought you meant that they were still bashing Bernie. I'm sure they are, anyway. I'm sorry that I ran out of time. I hope to have another show this week, probably, um, let's see, Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe both. Who knows? Because there's so much more I wanted to talk about tonight, even though... We didn't get to it, and we didn't even have a break. Thank you all for your super chats. If you are a new supporter, please consider becoming a patron. Um, and if you can't be a patron, give us a good review. If you want to do all those things, share the show with your friends. Some super chats are amazing. And this is how we're going to grow. We will continue to meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all of the new listeners and subscribers. And like I said, please share the show with your friends. We are in this together. We will win. What's going on? They are saying Bernie is splitting the party. Nah, whatever. 
That's why we have to do another show this week. <laughs> Is he split? No, they're splitting the party. They're the ones. We're the FDR Democrats. We're the ones who know how to win. We're the ones who will actually, we're fighting for the dreams and the promises in our founding documents and leaving no one behind. All right, guys, it's been great hanging out with you. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. And we will win. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. And I will see you very soon.